Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special set of episodes for Art Drama Llama called the Llama Exclusive. We are still looking beyond the galleries and dishing on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities, but we will also cover current events or interesting things that are happening in the art world today. My name is Manchi. I'm Bartika. And I'm Sienja. And today we're going to look beyond the luxury of lapis lazuli. So this topic isn't really something that's like current news or anything, but um, one of my friends or a few of my friends and I were talking about different crystals and like the value of them. And honestly, kind of for part of it, just like how pretty some of them were. Um, And I thought back to whenever we were in art history classes, how our teachers always emphasized the importance of lapis lazuli in older artworks. Um, so I went and did some research and thought it would be a nice topic to talk about. Um, lapis lazuli, you can find as like actual stones and stuff too. Um, but in the context that we'll mostly be discussing it today, it'll be used as like pigment. So, um, but yeah, just to kind of give you guys an overview of what lapis lazuli is. It was the first blue pigment to hold its color, so it was often prized over gold. It's a semi-precious stone um, called lapis lazuli, and it was ground into an iridescent pigment, sometimes called ultramarine, that seemed to shine when applied to canvases. When was it first used? The first known use of it as a pigment goes back to the 6th and 7th century BCE wall paintings in, Manchu, you're going to love this, Bamiyan, Afghanistan. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yep. It all ties back, or everything that we talk about in this podcast always ties to something else we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, Yeah. I think that's important, though, because I feel like Anywhere really, but also in the art world, in the art world, you think things are in a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of like when we learn about, and this is the first time it kind of like hit me that like all art is connected and like artists know of each other is when we learned about the impressionists and how they would all meet up at a cafe and like talk or like paint together. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, I- what? They're aware of each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think something we often miss in history class are the events that are happening parallel, right? Like, I think whenever we talk about history, it's like, and here's what the Romans were doing. And then it's like, during these centuries, like all we're talking about is this specific civilization and you forget to like, think about what else is happening on around the world, so. Yeah, I think this is something we just mention every time we realize it all ties in together. So yeah. it shows you the importance of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first known use of the pigment was in Bamiyan, Afghanistan, which was the country where almost all of the lapis lazuli used in art was mined. And it became especially popular in Renaissance Europe, and it was often used to accent the robe of the Virgin Mary, um, which meant that color was simultaneously telegraphing a high price and a, uh, and a purity of material. So now, why is it so incredibly valuable and why were artists and patrons so willing to spend so much money on a single color? That expense gave these works an incredible incredible prestige. 
especially since the material had to travel such a long distance on the same routes as the spice trade. Plus, they already had an illustrious history as a stone because it was used on the sarcophagus of King Tut on a headdress buried in the Sumerian tomb of, of Queen Puabi, and as legend goes, it was also used as eyeshadow for Cleopatra. Dude, can you imagine instead of like the gold standard, it's, it was like the lapis lazuli standard? Everything tied to the value of lapis lazuli. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I mean, I'm sure it probably was at some point. Yeah, or like in some parts at least because yeah. of how valuable it was. Yeah. You know, it's parallel like- universe, instead <laughs> of like wearing gold and stuff, it's like lapis lazuli. Yeah. Like, you know how cool a chain of lapis lazuli would look like? Yeah, definitely cooler than a gold chain. <sighs> SMH, this universe sucks. <laughs> All right, keep Where going. Where is, uh, oh, I don't know who to like specify as a interdimensional multiverse traveler. I was going to say Spider-Man from like Into the Spider-Verse, but I think that was because there was some issue, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Uh, wouldn't it be... Well, okay, I see what you mean. So I was going to say Doctor Strange. Oh, does he? I never really understood how Doctor Strange's powers work. Or maybe I just don't remember the movie. We're fake nerds. <laughs> and we want to go to a San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, all the fanboys are going to be in like our comment section. Like, you don't even know. We're just saying <laughs> names. We're sorry. We're not huge, huge fans. <laughs> Our kind of fans. We're casual fans. We're yes. casual Marvel watchers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, back to Lapis Lazuli. The pigment emerged in Europe in the 14th century, as I mentioned before, and its regal status endured from like, previous times. The artist, is it Johannes Vermeer or Johannes Vermeer? I think it's Johannes. Johannes. Johannes Vermeer, for instance, used it much more extensively in his 17th century, or used it much more extensively than his 17th century contemporaries. As the National Gallery explains, aside from unifying the overall coloristic effect, its distinctive presence much may have subtly enhanced the perceived value of the paintings for collectors. Vermeer experimented with mixing the pigment, whereas many artists who used lapis lazuli would tentatively create a color block for the sky or just enhance a small detail on on some clothing. In his 1670 to 1672 painting called A Young Woman Seated at a Virginal, lapis lazuli brightens the curtains highlights the shadows on her arms and mixes with green earth on her dress for a luscious, lush and light turquoise color. The turban on his enigmatic subject in the 1665 painting called The Girl with a Pearl Earring, which I would say is one of his more famous paintings, is also luminous with the ground um, semi-precious stone. Vermeer followed artists like Fra Angelico, who created dazzling religious icons in the 15th century. And because of this, lapis lazuli was sometimes called Fra Angelico blue um, 
because he used it so well. And also uh, Michelangelo, who used the Vatican coffers to order huge amounts of lapis lazuli for his um, last judgment fresco in the Sistine Chapel. Also around the same time, Titian uh, illuminated his Bacchus and Ariadne painting with a lapis lazuli blue sky and windblown garments on his mythical figures. So that kind of shows you like, especially Michelangelo and Titian, these are two like such big artists in like the Italian Renaissance. Yeah, they're titans. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> literally titans. Yeah. Um, that shows you like the importance of this color also just because like these people were using it and now we look at these artists as like icons of not just their time but everyone who came after them as well um so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it also helps that like the virgin mary was a huge deal as well religiously during this time mm-hmm. and her she was like associated with blue right so yeah, that was one of the other big things. So many artists were using lapis lazuli with the Virgin Mary um, yeah. because she was a royal and, or I mean, like depicted, not, she wasn't a royal. But she I mean, was depicted very like royally, yeah. right? Like she- Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't come after me. Um, but yeah. Uh, also in a 1797, 1797- 1797 etching included in the painter on display at the Harvard Art Museums. James Gilray satirizes old master obsessed artists like Benjamin West and Robert Smirk in Titanus Redivivus. This illustration references a young woman who falsely claimed she knew Titian's secrets and would share them at 10 guineas a pop. And one of these secrets was his incredible use of color helped by the glow of lapis lazuli. So people kind of also made fun of the, I guess they were made fun of for using lapis lazuli or like that was supposedly a huge secret, but it wasn't really. I don't know. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like maybe because it's so expensive, you don't want to really experiment with it. You just want to use it like the most straight way. I mean, that was my comment, like, like Vermeer was experimenting with it. And I'm like, Mm. but if this was so expensive, like how much money, like, did he have? Like, he must have had tons of patron support for him to have enough to just like mix it around and make it like figure out a way for it to work in a, in a new way besides just straight up doing a sky or like a pop, you know? So. Yeah. But I guess maybe some artists during that time may have had the luxury of yeah. just doing that. But yeah, Vermeer may have been wealthier. <laughs> um, but yeah, the aura of the radiant color of lapis lazuli still endures, even since it emerged in a synthetic form in 1826. So for example, the international Klein Blue by the artist Yves Klein gets its punch from a heavy use of the ultramarine pigment. So even though at that point it had become synthetic, um, artists like Yves Klein still were able to use it in a way that still made their work stand out so much and be 
so well known and like revered. Um, and then, yeah, lastly, the frenzy for the pigment has largely faded, but it's still a coveted commodity. The Guardian reported in June 2016 that illegal mining of the blue stone is supporting the rise of the Taliban, which we talked about a few episodes ago, in the province of Balakskan, um, which has long been the primary source of lapis lazuli. And so even as its significance in art has faded, lapis lazuli remains a valued natural resource and its possession represents power. Mm. So what do you guys think is going on? Like currently the Taliban has occupied Afghanistan and like, or they're basically ruling it at this point. Um, This, I don't know, this kind of ties back to the fact that Lapis Lazuli's mine there. Um, so people might not be able to. Uh, manifesting crystal TikTokers uh, need to lay low on those crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing it's like, I think we're in a day and an age where you don't need to have Lapis Lazuli to make pigment that bright or to even, like, you could just make fake Lapis Lazuli crystals, right? That's true, since they did come out with a synthetic one. Well, yeah. I feel like we're focusing on, like, paintings, like, pigment, the pigment aspect. Mm. There are a lot of, like, tile artists and stuff that might, well, can't, like, use a synthetic version and have to use the actual stone, you know? Yeah, and I mean, the actual get would give it more, I guess, not power, but, like, it just gives off that vibe that like, oh, this will be an expensive or like, this is a good painting because it uses expensive materials. Well, that's an interesting point. Do you think it like, does the material really impact the worth or the message of the painting? I mean- I feel like it depends with what your intent was. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Like if you if it was meant to show prestige, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say something great. Oh. No, I'm sorry, Tika. No, I, I maybe it wasn't that great. That I don't remember it. Um, but yeah, I know. I think it still does give like the materials you use do still give off some type of like just a different feel like it's how people prefer silk clothing or like or they don't prefer it but like silk dresses and stuff they are usually more expensive than like cotton dresses and stuff right and then if you were to go out and buy like a silk pillowcase to help with I don't know your acne problems or your to not make your hair frizzy that would probably cost more than like the typical polyester cotton um, pillowcase that you get with your bedding set I don't know yeah I mean I see your point but I feel like with paintings at least it's like if I connect with the painting it doesn't really matter what the quality of of the materials that were used right like I to me at least I guess to me it is much more important that I connect with the message or it makes me feel something and if the lapis lazuli is what it is that makes me feel more connected to it then sure then it's worth it but if it's like but if it could be replicated or not replicated, but if 
a painting with cheaper materials could evoke the same sort of emotion, then I think I, I mean, I wouldn't go for the lapis lazuli, I think. I mean, also we have to consider everything outside of paintings. Like yeah, if yeah, yeah. there are no, crystal I mean, collectors, then they can't really <laughs> get more lapis lazuli. Yeah, but what are the crystal collectors? Like, like the TikTok crystal collectors, like just give them a fake one, they'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about TikTok, but the friend that I was talking to about crystals, like she has actual, like actual crystals and stuff. And I don't know, hers were so pretty. And I, I'm pretty sure they gave off a different, like, like if you, she went out and collected the synthetic one and compared it to her real one, it would not give the same type of like feel or not just feel, but like appearance. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, I'm so tempted to do like a, not a taste test, but like a, <laughs> what would it be like a visual test? Yeah, a visual test to see what would happen. Because I mean, I, I'm really with the mindset that there is no way for you to tell, like with our capabilities, like our technology and production capabilities. Also, the thing about like crystal collecting and all that is all about like the vibe that those crystals <laughs> hold because it comes from like the earth. Yeah, she's oh a non-believer, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. I just can't get behind it. You guys do you guys, but I just can't get behind that. Girl, if we get hex because of you. We're not going to. Okay. All right. Man, should you say that now? They're all going to come after us because of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Also, in horror movies, the non-believers oh, are the ones that go happens. first. Yeah. Not even that. Like something happens to them, and they come out going like, "You know what? I'm gonna keep my mouth shut." Bro, I can't even. Okay, <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna say anything more. <laughs> you know what? This tells me you didn't have Santa Claus in your childhood. I did have Santa Claus. I was a very strong Santa Claus and tooth fairy be- believer. Ah, ah, we found we found the root of the trauma. What's the root of the trap? Because I was a strong believer, so I don't believe in anything else now. Yeah, you like they were like it, they, these two things are not real, so your faith no, no, has no. been shattered. No, here's the thing: if these crystals actually worked, people have been living with stones for since the beginning of time. Do you not think humans would have like? taken a different path or like human history would have taken a different path if crystals actually had that big of an impact valid counterpoint but i think sometimes you could say the same thing about religion manchi because while religion does play a big role in a lot of our lives there's no like there's often not like tangible um like benefits you can reap like yeah I'll go pray and oh because God like whoever you believe in wish that these things would happen to you or you would fulfill your goals and wishes yeah yeah, it happened but like (laughs) honestly I mean if you look at it that's not really the reason I I I know that's like a very no 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 I sensitive topic that I'm no 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 no, I agree like I see value in religion because one I think it gives people comfort right and it or you know it's like a good moral compass which is kind of I think the original sort of thought behind religion or monotheistic religion right but um 
uh, or actually even even like quote quote pagan religions right like non-monotheistic religions like it was a sort of moral compass or it gave people comfort it's helped them solve unknowns about the world and i see a lot of value in that and if crystals make you feel like it gives you confidence in your day it makes you feel more comforted or like helps you meditate or whatever right like yeah that's more power to you what i'm saying is like i could give you a fake crystal and you wouldn't know and you would still gain the same confidence you know what i mean like that's just like my two cents on it like i feel like you don't really need a piece of lapis mind over matter thing yeah it's like a mind over matter thing like if if somebody was holding a fake lapis lazuli and they were using it as a way but they didn't know you know it's like the placebo effect right it's sort of so manchi you're saying that if you if we gave you fake diamonds and you couldn't tell then you'd be okay but if we yeah revealed the fact that like they were fake and we, we duped you. What if you were selling fake diamonds, Manchi? And you... Whoa, whoa. That's, that's, okay, Tika, that's a different path. If you gave me a Okay, diamonds diamond, are like the same. It's a, no, also no, no, a crystal no. or stone. No, you tell me I'm selling fake diamonds. That's different because that's my business, right? Like I'm selling Okay, fake what if products, you're selling right? fake lapis lazuli, but you're marketing it as real lapis lazuli? Well, if I did that fully knowingly then you know like that's what i chose to do right like if i did that with knowledge of it right like but that's different from like having a faith or a belief in yourself right like okay let's okay like, let's you, leave the religion wanna, aside then let's just talk about like diamonds versus lapis lazuli i feel like you you made no, no, a no. distinction there i didn't make a distinction if you told me you gave me a like if you gave me a diamond ring and i thought it was legit you never told me otherwise and then years later you're like oh that was actually a fake diamond ring I would still be happy because I'd be like, well, I always thought it looked real and I would still wear it very proudly and I wouldn't be like, oh, now that it's fake, I'm going to throw it away. What do you mean? (laughs) I mean, I just like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I think this is the first time I've like argued with Manchi on the podcast. I was about to say, I was about to say too, like, wow, this is a first, like this is a rare occurrence. (laughs) Tika's like, you raise your voice. You know how I feel now, Tika? (laughs) Okay, but like that fake diamond thing, I would say it's more comparable to like people buying dupes of like expensive shoes, right? Like people buying like fake Louboutin, right? Like Louboutin red sole shoes or like people buying like knockoff Supreme shirts or like like a knockoff bag, right? Like or something like that um, or like knockoff slippers, whatever, right? Like I feel like the di- diamond is kind of the equivalent of that. And it's like, yeah, why would you buy like legit Lululemon leggings if you can buy a knockoff on Amazon for way cheaper and it still looks great and works well? About right? like, the principle of it all. What principle? <laughs> there is no principle in consumerism, but it, it is about the principle of it all. <laughs> it's like how people want to show off their homes and stuff. I mean, you can live the same in like a cheap home and like not decorate or whatever but like once you have it's it's a sense of prestige also like I mean you go I out and show someone your fake supreme shirt they're gonna laugh at you you know what I well, think no no but you but like the purpose of dupes is like they look so real right but you didn't buy it they the don't price. I I learned my sister and I got no, 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 these in our hometown in India those Literally, are like they're so bad no those they're are fake. like ba- those are bad dupes but you can like like what I'm talking about are like the Amazon, like, I guess it wouldn't be like an Amazon dupe of a Supreme shirt, right? Like that's probably not a great example, but like, like t- Lululemon leggings are like 
80, 90, 100 bucks, but you can buy like the same type of quality and look on Amazon for like 30 bucks. It's like, and plenty of people do that. Like, sure, if you want the Lulu prestige, you buy the Lululemon, Lululemon leggings, but like, if you just want to fit in with society and you're like, why the, why the it's heck would I buy? Why <laughs> how, the heck? how does this even involve lapis <laughs> This is okay. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't involve the lapis lazuli, but I think that in my mindset fits with the diamond. Like if you gave me a diamond ring and I was like, and you didn't tell me until years later that you gave me a fake. All right. Whoever proposes to Manchi, you can do it with a fake diamond ring or give her a ring pop. <laughs> no, no no not exactly. a ring pop I, all i'm saying is like if it looks Manchi, like it you're looks- saying that the ring pop would hold the same amount of value no, i'm not saying no you're misconstruing my argument my <laughs> argument is if the fake thing you're giving me looks like the actual real thing like yeah i would still look go for the what if they turn a ring pop into something that looked like a diamond ring if, it looked, if it's like passable in society as a diamond ring then so it's yeah. possible in society you'd be okay. okay with that. What I'm getting at <laughs> is that man, she's just built different. What do you she had? She's just a practical, extremely practical gal. And just isn't as materialistic as like maybe you and me, Bartika. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, com- I completely see both sides of the argument for <laughs> once. <laughs> and <laughs> I think you have issues, Manji. <laughs> well, how did you come across? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Not to say that you have issues. It's just like, you're very like, no, this is the logical point of view versus like, you know what? Maybe in Sometimes you want nice regard, things, Manji. You can't always live with fake stuff. There I we mean, go. Yeah, sure. That's like a fair point. But like, I don't know. Like, If I were to go out and period, buy... It doesn't apply, period. You want to be scammed, Manchi, is what you're saying? Well, here's the thing. It's like, if I'm willingly... Well, yeah, okay. I will say if you just gave <laughs> people who believe crystals a fake lapis lazuli, I'm, I'm saying they'll probably be fine because they wouldn't know. But yeah, it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Like, I agree. It's like a shitty thing to do. But I think they'll be fine. Like, I don't think they're actually generating happiness. I mean, they might, they might call you energy. out right away, Manchi, and get you caught because... So okay, here's why here's, might actually know the difference between real and synthetic. Like that's actual. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, so I don't think science is like that far ahead. That... I do. <laughs> okay, that's why I want to do. Okay, let me let me get my emotions in check. Sorry, Tika. I like definitely said that just to aggravate you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, that's why I want to do an appearance test because I actually do believe that our science is far enough that you could replicate stones and make it look real. Okay, replicate my only, stones my only that worry with that is the weight. Could you capture the, the correct weight of like... Absolutely. You can find materials that are going to make it look exactly like the stone and weigh the same. Like, that's not... Okay, like, why are we not heisting precious jewels right the fuck now? Clearly, also, Manchi, has all saying... the answers. I have the charm. Vartika <laughs> has the like trustworthy vibe we can yeah. break in switch out like stuff because Manchi just can know the way and the replications of it <laughs> no i mean i don't know that's why i'm saying i want to do an appearance test but i feel like we've come wait. far enough in technology you to do it heard it here okay, first. wait we're quitting I the podcast this coming, uh art themes <laughs> i'm just saying it's probably expensive like i don't i don't doubt it will be expensive to make like like actual real legitimate 
duplicates of lapis lazuli. It's probably really expensive to do. Um, and that's probably why people don't, right? Like if you want to make a replica of a fake, of a, of a diamond and make it look pretty legit, I think that's pretty hard to do as well. And it's like still a pretty expensive process. But I mean, I just, I just think it's like, I think we are there in technology. I think it's doable, you know, at least to like the untrained eye. You're, you can definitely make a dupe of like any stone, I think, and still have it be passable. Okay, so Manchi is saying that we have the technical, technical, technological capabilities to replicate what the Earth does. Takes all these processes, what is it? Uh, I was going to okay, say metamorphosis. I- uh, yeah, yeah. Can't well, remember the three processes, but or like the metamorphic. Yeah, yeah. Metamorphic, igneous, and sedimentary. We have the technology to produce rocks and just different things like that that are created under pressure with like a lot of or yeah heat and pressure and just other environmental. Um, what is it? Like I see your point. I see your point. That we have the technological capability yeah. to do that. I'm not saying we're making the exact carbon copy of the material. I'm just saying you can make something out of a different material, but make it look like the real thing. It's like you can make fake leather, right? And it looks like real leather. It cracks really easily, Manchi. It cracks really easily, but it's like when you buy it, it looks initially the same, right? Like it's probably not the same. But if it's going to crack really easily, why would I go out and buy something that's fake leather and have it deteriorate on me like really okay, quickly that's, whereas real leather would not. Yeah, were you that's like a, so bad one day what over a product that, were you just like duped so bad over a product <laughs> you thought was real is this why like maybe so maybe it's because i saw someone selling um fake albums for an artist on twitter today and they were essentially telling people that they were signed by the artist himself but they were fake. Like people com- went and compared the signatures and everything, and you know, like there's definitely no way this person wrote like "I love you" or whatever. Because I don't know, most artists would just sign their name and be like, "Thank you for supporting me" or whatever, and then you know pass it on. Yeah, Tika, I I I agree. That's a shitty thing to do. But I'm just saying. All I'm saying is we have the technological abilities to make a passable dupe. Sure, it's not going to make it under the microscope test, right? Like if a side, like a geologist actually took a lapis lazuli versus a fake one, it's not going to look the same under a microscope. But for the initial eye, it's going to look the same. And for like a common consumer, which the crystal collectors are common consumers, they're not going to be able to tell the difference. Ready to like roundhouse kick you. I know, right? <laughs> I can just feel the vibes and you know I was just gonna say let's just stop here and let me recap and we'll just end the argument because I feel like I'm just gonna say more stuff I feel like in order to put Manji's theory to the test we need to bring back a guy we talked about in season one the one the only Stuart Semple oh yeah no i was thinking because he made his fake uh or not his fake but like instead of vanta black he had his own Mm -hmm. like pink is pink and yeah well and he'll call this new one manchi lazuli yeah exactly there you go there you go i mean listen they even said you can make the pigment like we can scientifically replicate the pigment right like yes it's not the same compound wise but it looks the same on a painting, right? So 
I'm not I'm not saying it's like oh like it should be valued at the same price I'm not saying that it's like we should be knowingly selling crystal collectors fake lapis lazuli like I I think that's a pretty crappy thing to do but I'm just saying we can definitely make fake lapis lazuli if it comes down to it <laughs> if it comes down to the Taliban has a control over lapis lazuli and we can't access it all I'm saying <laughs> which is I think where the where the argument started to spin off on its own all I'm saying is we can make our own version of a lapis lazuli and we can have the pigment and we're probably going to be okay I'm sorry tile artists you're probably not going to have your lapis lazuli that you wanted but well, wouldn't think- it, there be more lapis lazuli for them then why oh yeah like if everybody else is okay with not buying the actual lapis lazuli yeah and I guess maybe the Taliban will lose some power because then there won't be that high of a demand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. It's like lapis, the other argument I was going to make is like lapis lazuli is not like lithium, which we, which we need to make batteries with, which power everything we do, right? Like lapis lazuli is sort of like a luxury good. And it's if the Taliban really has a chokehold on it, then I think the general attention will shift away from it, right? Like, because, you know, if it's inaccessible, then I think at some point it becomes so inaccessible that people just look for other items, right? So, but I don't know. Lower demand or lower supply, but same demand will just lead to higher demand. So that's also very possible. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to summarize and move on. (laughs) done enough arguing. Okay, the only the only thing the only comment I really wanted to make about the episode before all of this happened was that every time I hear Lapis Lazuli, I think of the Steven Universe character. That's literally how I introduced to it. Yeah. And honestly, that character was a baddie. So yeah, I liked her a lot. She's a great character. All right. That's all I really wanted to say about Lapis Lazuli. Some water, (laughs) Manchi. I think Tika needs some water. Probably thrown at her. Uh, feel oh, like no, the, I'm fine. I feel like the water would evaporate. <laughs> okay, guys, if we don't make any more episodes after this, just know that one of our co-hosts is gone. I rage quit. I was saying more along the lines of like, you made Manchi disappear. <laughs> what? Tika, you made me disappear. Oh. With your taekwondo skills. Yeah, you were you like rounded her up with some lapis lazuli. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now that you guys got to hear me argue with Manchi instead of Manchi and Sahanya arguing, which is our usual. This is a historic <laughs> moment. Um, just to recap. Lapis lazuli was one of the first blue pigments, or it was the first blue pigment to hold its color. So it was often prized over gold. And it was ground into, like the stone itself was ground into an iridescent pigment, sometimes called ultramarine, that used to shine, or that does shine whenever it's applied to canvases. And artists often used it in things like the robe of the Virgin Mary, um, which made it have like a high price and then also it showed the purity of the material it was very popular in renaissance europe as well as in like older um, works of art and 
things that showed like prestige. So the sarcoc the sarcophagus of King Tut and the Sumerian tomb of Queen Pulabi's um, or like one of her headdresses that's buried in there. So and also possibly the eyeshadow of Cleopatra. I feel like that's not a good thing to use on your skin. I mean, probably not. People used to drink, what was it, mercury? That one um, Chinese emperor. Yeah, he wanted to live longer, so he drank mercury, and that's why he died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Life is, like, poetic sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready to sign us off, Sandra? Yeah, let me do that before things get derailed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Unless um, any last night comments? No. It's time for bed. <laughs> okay. As always, if you have any stories you would like us to cover, email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon, all under Art Drama Llama. And lastly, thank you for joining us, and we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time. Bye, Llamas. Bye. Bye.